5: And they certainly
2: are. I agree with Sandy 100%. Some things are worth fighting for, and the truth and the gospel, uh, I tell you what, uh, and I'm so proud to work for American Family Radio, and to be part of the team here, and filling in again for Sandy this morning, always a a pleasure to do so, because I keep telling you guys you're the best in the way of audience. Now, if you were listening yesterday... We uh, talked a little bit about statements being made by the Homeland Secretary Mayorkas to Cubans who might be thinking about fleeing the oppression, especially in recent days when Cubans have hit the streets down there in protest over the way their communist government is treating them. And we reported yesterday that uh, Homeland Secretary Mayorkas, he, he stated very clearly Uh, to these cubans who might be thinking about freedom and coming to the united states don't come that was his message in fact he went even further and he said if you try we will turn you back we are not going to allow you to come to the united states well i was shocked given what's happening on our southern border with mexico where the Biden administration has opened its arms to hundreds of thousands of people coming into this country, yet these poor folks in Cuba facing horrific conditions under this communist government, our Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas says, no, don't come. In fact, we'll prevent you if you try to make that trek across that 90-mile stretch that between Miami and Cuba We will send our Coast Guard out and we will stop you. I knew there would be questions about that yesterday. And I knew there was one reporter in the White House uh, group that would ask the question. That's Peter Doocy of Fox News. The rest of them wouldn't ask this kind of question. But he threw a question to White House spokesman Jen Psaki. What about the Majorca statement? What about telling these Cubans trying to flee oppression that they're not going to be welcome in the United States. In fact, we'll stop you and send you back. I want you to listen. She had a tough time giving an articulate response to this. It's cut number four.
6: Quickly on Cuba, the DHS Secretary Mayorkas is warning people there. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United
5: States. Why is that?
3: Well, first, I think it's important to understand the context of what the Secretary was conveying yesterday, which is just that uh, it is still the case that it is not uh, the way to come to the United States is not uh, through uh, through uh, processes of trying to come to the border uh, that th- w- without going through an asylum process or coming by sea uh, w- without going through an asylum application process, uh, there are certainly uh, programs uh, that through which that some of them have been uh, have not been reinstated, I should say, uh, that were in place, put in place by the uh, Trump administration, that are being reviewed, as he said yesterday, that would apply to uh, the individuals in and ha- people of Haiti and the people. Of of Cuba as well. Those have not been reinstated. They're being reviewed. That's what the secretary said yesterday. What he was reiterating is that this is not the time to travel irregularly. It's dangerous. People can lose their lives if they as they have in the past. All
2: right. So let's just review this for a second, what Jen Psaki said yesterday. She said to those, <clears throat> and what uh, Mayorkas, the secretary, was saying, it's not the way to do it. You shouldn't try to show up at our border Uh, uh, uninvited And, and then did you notice that she tried to say there were stipulations put in place by the trump administration that are still in place and so we can't really accept them well what a what a difference in attitude towards these dear folks from cuba compared to what's going on on our southern border right now by the thousands they are crossing every week and they show up and they say, I claim asylum. And they let them in. Thousands, tens of thousands of them. Gensaki talked about how dangerous it is. Yeah, it's real dangerous too, trying to get across the, the Mexican border or that truck coming up from Honduras. We've all seen the pictures of the little kids being thrown over the fences. We see the, the kids being abandoned on the roadside. We know that criminals are coming into this country. And yet the Biden administration is okay with all of that. But we're going to send our Coast Guard out, according to Mayorkas, and we're going to stop these people who may be trying to flee oppression in Cuba. Now, what's happening to these tens of thousands of people that the Biden administration is throwing out the welcome mat to coming across our southern border? I don't know if you keep track of the monthly figures that come out from Homeland Security, but we're talking 150000 180000 per month. It is at least a million-plus since Joe Biden became president back in late January. So what's happening to them? Well, last night, Tucker Carlson on Fox News kind of let us in on what's happening. I'm going to play you this cut What he found out, it involves Laughlin Air Force Base in Del Rio, Texas, just a short ways from the border, and what is happening in there. I'll give you a little clue. The United States military is now being used by the Biden administration to facilitate illegal immigration. Let's have a listen.
7: This show has confirmed that the Biden administration has enlisted the U.S. military to move illegal immigrants secretly around our country. That is happening at Laughlin Air Force Base in Texas. We know it's happening there because a man called Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Burroughs sent his subordinates an email spelling it out very clearly. Quote, over the next few days, weeks or months, the note began, you may see passenger aircraft on our ramp transporting undocumented non-citizens. Please review the attached public affairs guidance on the issue. Burroughs' email then instructed uniformed military personnel to hide what was happening on the base from the country they're sworn to serve. Quote, do not take photographs and refrain from posting anything on social media. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Burroughs offered no national security justification for keeping any of this secret because there is no national security justification for keeping it from the rest of us. He just told the people who work for him not to talk. Now, we got his email from a whistleblower, and at first we doubted it could be real. During the last administration, you'll remember, the Pentagon firmly refused to protect America's southern border. That's not our job, they said. It's too political. Send us to Syria. And yet, according to this document, here was the very same U.S. military leadership at the Pentagon helping the Biden administration with maximum enforced stealth with secrecy to subvert this country's core immigration laws. It was hard to believe that could be happening, but it is happening. The Pentagon has confirmed it to us. Spokesman Chris Mitchell described the flights from Laughlin as non-citizen movement, part of what he called the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement's mission.
2: Non-citizen movement. The United States military, now being used through Laughlin Air Force Base, To ship illegal immigrants, those who have crossed our border illegally, to cities all over the United States. Did you also hear what this memo had to say? This memo to the military personnel there at Laughlin Air Force Base. Don't take any pictures. Don't let anybody know this is happening. The Biden administration, now, now you know, folks, now you understand Why Kamala Harris didn't go to Del Rio, Texas, and Lachlan Air Force Base, or anywhere else where these crossings of tens of thousands of people happening every week on our southern border. No, she stayed clear of there. She went to El Paso, Texas. Now you understand. They don't want you to see what they are deliberately allowing on our southern border. Now the question then comes: Why, why, why is it that they are the Biden administration is inviting this? Well, that's a matter of speculation, I know, but I, I think it, people who are informed about the political agenda of the Biden administration would tell you this: This is very deliberate. They want to change the demographics of this country. The Biden administration, they believe that once these people, these illegal immigrants, get settled, we already know that the Biden administration has said they're going to expedite green card applications for these people. They will expedite those, make them citizens as quickly as possible so that they will vote Democrat. This is what's going on. No question about it. What other reason would we have, and of course they have the help of the mainstream media, Fox News is about the only one that's gone down there and told the truth, and you've seen the videos on Fox News, a few others, but certainly not ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN. They are not going there down there because they don't want you to know the truth. And now, thankfully, to this whistleblower who sent this memo that he received, sent it to Tucker Carlson, and that's what Tucker Carlson was quoting last night. And these military people are under orders not to take any pictures so that they might get out to the American people and the American public would find out about this. So go back to the Cuba situation for a second. Why is it that Mayorkas is taking this stand, saying our Coast Guard will be used to stop you from coming to our shores? Well, here's one explanation that I've heard. It's because most of the Cuban exiles who come to this country vote Republican. That's why you have in Florida. That's why uh, Joe Biden lost Florida. One of the reasons he lost Florida was that vote did not go with Joe Biden. It went with Donald Trump. These Cuban exiles, some of them are second, third generation now. And so uh, could it be, could it be, that the Biden administration is actually playing this kind of politics, that we're going to let these tens of thousands cross the Mexican border. We're going to put them on airplanes at Laughlin Air Force Base and spread them throughout the country. But Cubans trying to flee the tyranny of the communist government there, we're not going to let them in because they might vote Republican. How sad is that? How sad is that? I don't know, folks, Um, I, I think when we get closer to the 22 election, barring any kind of repeat of what we saw in the 20 election with regards to the possibility of voter fraud, that you're going to see repercussions for the Democrats, the Biden administration. Because the truth is getting out. The truth is getting out about what's going on. And this is just border security we're now talking about. I believe there's an uprising in this country, that, and we're seeing it, by parents against the enforced indoctrination of their kids on critical race theory. If we have a chance in just a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this. But I'll tell you what, folks. I believe the Biden administration has gone too far and the pendulum is going to swing back because people are finding out about this and there's going to be a reaction to it. It's already started on the as far as our schools' indoctrination of our kids with critical race theory. All right, you're listening to Sandy Rios in the morning. There's so much more ahead, folks. We told you yesterday about what's going on in France, the vaccine passports being forced on citizens there. You can't get into a restaurant without a vaccine passport. Could that happen here? Could that be part of the agenda that's coming? We're going to discuss that with a special guest when we come back here on this Thursday edition. San Rios in the morning. Don't go
3: away.
0: Hi, I'm Will. And I'm Miki. And we've been married 16 years. You know, one of the things that Miki asked me before we got married, she's like, why do you want to marry me? What is it about, about me? Really, the Lord had put on my heart that God was putting us together for destiny and for purpose and that he had a ministry that he desired to do through us that, you know, we were both ministering on our own, but together that God was gonna, you know, use us to minister.
3: There is no one who is closer to you than your spouse. And there is no one who knows you better. And this is by God's design. Marriage is the first institution that God has given us to to shape us and to mold us and to show us ourselves. It's a beautiful picture.
4: Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net.
3: This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's
4: leaders. Today we pray for Harvey Pratt, Chair of the Indian Arts and Crafts Board. He's a forensic artist with more than 40 years' experience working with law enforcement on high-profile cases in the United States. Romans 12, 6 reminds us of our individual talents we receive from God. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith. Right now with this in mind, would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we ask for guidance for Harvey Pratt in his work in law enforcement in the United States. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
3: Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org.
5: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next.
7: If you're a first responder, you know the right training can make all the difference in a crisis. At Liberty University, we know the right training can make all the difference for your future. So we're proud to offer you a 25% discount on our more than 450 online degree programs. Combine this discount with our generous military benefits if you or your spouse also have military experience. Learn more about getting the right training at Liberty University by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595.
5: The Federal Reserve is the latest government agency to go woke, announcing guidelines governing the use of certain words, phrases, and pronouns. A Stanford leaked the guidelines exclusively to Fox News, urging people to steer clear of biased terms like founding fathers, manpower, and man-made. The Federal Reserve says bias-free language is about diversity, and staffers were told to stop using words that might stereotype or demean people based on gender, race, ethnicity, or sexual orientation. Now, that's going to be especially tricky when it comes to singular generic pronouns. He, she, his, and hers are now big no-no's, Instead, the Federal Reserve says staffers should use bias-free alternatives like they and theirs. It would be fair to say the Federal Reserve has blacklisted singular pronouns, but the word blacklist has also been blacklisted. I'm Todd Starnes. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio.
2: And welcome back to Sandy Rios in the morning. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy today. As I mentioned before the break, we were reporting yesterday on the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, announcing earlier this week that people in that country are going to now require vaccination passports if they want to go to their favorite restaurant, cafe, shopping center, even go to a hospital or taking a train or a plane. You're going to have to have a passport to prove that you've had the vaccinations. No passport, not happening. Those kinds of restrictions. You know, it's really interesting. This was predicted some time ago that these sorts of things would start happening. But a lot of people on the left were scoffing and saying, no, that could never happen. Now, the question is, could it happen in this country? Well, uh, I don't think you should never ever say never in the kind of climate, political climate we're in today. Folks, we're seeing things happening in so-called democracies that you would only see in places like China. Oppression and suppression of rights. Well, to get a perspective on all of this, we are delighted to have with us this morning uh, Reggie Littlejohn, who is a expert on all things China and founder and president of, of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. Uh, She is an expert on China's three-child policy and has testified before the United States Congress uh, in Europe and uh, Canadian parliaments as well. And we say good morning to Reggie Littlejohn. Reggie, uh, great to have you with us.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Fred, for having me on. It's an honor to be here.
2: All right. Uh, First of all, I want to get your reaction. Are you surprised that a (laughs) democracy like France is now deciding to go to this level of uh, requiring a vaccine passport. In other words, you have to have a vaccination in order to uh, go to your favorite restaurant, go to the hospital, travel on French trains, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, are you shocked by that?
1: I I am not surprised, but I'm horrified. And the reason I'm not surprised is because of the level of ignorance um, that people have about these vaccine passports, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. He is an eminent uh, surgeon, highly uh, educated man in the medical field. And I said to him, what do you think about the vaccine passport? And he said, I've been vaccinated. My whole family's been vaccinated. And I said, no, I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about the vaccine passport, the digital verification system about whether or not you've been vaccinated. And he said, well, I don't know anything about that. And, you know, please teach me. So at least he had the humility to want to learn. But I think that the word needs to get out. And I thank God that you're, that you're having me on today to, to sound the alarm about these things. Because these are not just the digital equivalent of the uh, yellow vaccination card. What they are is they use the same digital platform as China's social credit system, which is why you have me on, because of my, my expertise in China. So what, what is the China social credit system? China social credit system is the way that the Chinese Communist Party tracks its citizens and, and rates them, okay? So what they will do is on, the, on, on everybody's phone, they've got an app um, that will track everything. So it will track the their, their, their medical history, the social media posts, like if you post anything against the government that's critical, your bank account, your credit card, your shopping history, your internet search history. Did you search for something, you know, that, that would, could be critical of the government? Did you do a search that says Tiananmen Square? Oh, my gosh, watch out. You'll have the internet police at your door. So your your um, residence, your place of employment, your criminal history, your facial recognition, your network of relationships, your religious activities, okay? So they track all of this, and it's all centralized. this centralized database. And they give you a credit, a social credit score about how good of a citizen you are. And, you know, you can do things like like going on the app of Xi Jinping thought and listening to Xi Jinping and taking little quizzes about his thought and, and increase your score. But if you say something, you know, wrong, like I support Hong Kong or something like that, oh, my gosh, your score is going to go through the floor. So if you have a good score, you can lead what looks like a normal life you can have a job, you can borrow money to buy a house, you can travel, you can get your kid into school. If you have a bad score, you can't do any of those things. And if you have a terrible score, like if you're an actual dissident who has had the um, courage to stand up and say, you know, something like China is forcibly aborting women under the three-child policy, you, will, you can be detained because they know they have geolocation they have facial recognition. They can find anyone within China within a matter
2: of minutes, minutes. Okay? So, uh, so Re- Reggie, I, I just, okay. I, I, okay, I want to stop you right there because okay. I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks listening to this have not heard, and this is what it's called, the Chinese social credit system. Now, okay. Reggie, you're an expert on China. I, I'm assuming that <laughs> citizens of China don't have an option when it comes to this. I mean, oh, no. are they? Are, how, do, how does this transpire that this app is put on your phone that tracks everything that you do and say?
1: Well, see, this is the thing. China is a totalitarian regime. They don't ask you to opt in. They just put it on your phone. So, um, and, 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 and so that's so that's why we are opposing like these mandatory. Passports, like they're like they're rolling out in France now. The thing is, I think you and 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 your listeners know that we're being tracked in all kinds of ways. You know, all of these things that we do are not are not all of them like our religious activities. I hope are not being tracked, but you know, our internet search history, everybody's got to know those are tracked unless you use some kind of a VPN. Your shopping history, you shop online, it's tracked. All right, so 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 we're being tracked in many ways anyway. But what the difference between the way that we are being tracked and the way that the people in China are being tracked is that theirs all goes to a central database to create a profile of them as a as a, as a, as a Chinese citizen. And our tracking is all over the place. It's not centralized, all right? What the vaccine passport does is it provides a platform on which all these things can be centralized. Mm. And this is not according to me. I'm not a tech person. This is according to... Jay Valentine, who, who um, created the fraud detection software for uh, eBay, all right, and Naomi Wolf, who is another person who's on the left, and, and she she's a tech person, and she is, is raising the alarm about this. So, so this is something that right and left can, can can join together about, but we do not want to have these vaccine passports because they provide the platform for all this stuff to be centralized, and then, you know, for, for people for even our own government or even private industry to profile us. And so, you know, what would we we'd be worried about that? Okay. Well, I just heard right leading up to my, um, to this interview, um, that the Federal Reserve is tracking people who, who use words, something like founding fathers or man, manpower as being like gender discriminatory.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. You know, what if, what if we support biblical marriage? What if we support, support pro-life? That's going to be tracked. And and, and, and our our post could be, we we could be labeled as haters. I mean, we don't want this centralized tracking.
2: We're talking with Reggie Littlejohn, an expert on China and what goes on in China. And we've been talking about the Chinese social credit system and basically tracks every move that a Chinese citizen makes. Reggie, you're making the point that these vaccine passports that are now being put in place in France go well beyond just tracking whether you've had the vaccination, but our, our platform that can be used. Here's why this is so chilling, Reggie, and I want to get your response to this. The Biden administration right now, and there's multiple reports about this, both, both in the left-wing media and conservatives. The Biden administration is getting very frustrated with what they call misinformation about the vaccines. And it was reported earlier this week that one of the solutions they are considering is uh, getting together with the companies like Verizon and Sprint and others who uh, basically are the platform of the companies that we use for our cell phones to track text messages that you might put out. So in other words, if you forward a text message or put out a text message uh, that uh, points you to a story about questioning the validity of a vaccine, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that the Biden administration uh, thinks the text messages could be used then uh, to counter what they call this misinformation. So what you're saying about China is not that far-fetched about what's happened because it seems the Biden administration is starting to track along with these what the Chinese are doing. Right, exactly.
1: So. That idea of, of, of tracking people's private text messages uh, to see whether they are opposing the official narrative of the government is, is, is straight out of the Chinese Communist Party playbook. And, you know, we know that the, that the Chinese Communist Party is, is, has infiltrated so many aspects of our lives here, okay? So we got our Swalwell you know, governmental uh, infiltration. They've infiltrated our universities. Um, A lot of the China uh, departments, the Chinese studies departments in in major universities have funding from the Chinese Communist Party. um, And and they're infiltrating our media. They've infiltrated everywhere. Um, And so so I'm here to sound the alarm about this infiltration and and that God forbid that that we should institute these vaccine passports. So I want to say, though, Fred, that, that... California and and New York already have something called the Excelsior Pass um, that they are requiring in in certain sense. So okay. what's that um, about?
2: Can you explain that to us?
1: Well, I'm just saying that in California and New York, they, you know, I don't think it's mandatory, but they already have like a digital um, vaccine uh, verification systems. And I'm not saying that they are tracking all this stuff. I want I want people to understand me. I'm not saying that this has already happened. I'm saying I'm saying that that it gives the platform, if we institute the platform, it can be converted to integrate all of this functionality of centralized tracking of everything about us. Now, I'm not saying it's happened yet. I think we need to resist it because, it because it could happen very quickly. And then once it does happen, wow, you know, I don't know what we're going to do because once everything is, is tracked, like our, our phone calls, our text messages, our, 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 our emails, our everything else in a centralized place, how are we going to even communicate to register resistance? Because, you know, everything we say is going to be tracked. So this is what Naomi Wolf was saying, is that once this happens, it's like the last step towards totalitarian control because you, you really almost can't resist anymore. Like in China, you can't even resist because the first little thing you say that is a, a dissident voice, you can just be uh, disappeared because you know, they, ha- they have geolocation their official recognition, they know where you are, they know who your friends are. Um, So it's a way of of completely stamping out any kind of dissent.
2: You know, what is the point of this? You know, in China, is it to create state value system citizens? In other words, uh, uh, citizens must reflect the values of the secular godless state, is that the aim here?
1: Well, I think the aim is total control and the stamping out of all opposition so that the Chinese Communist Party can do whatever it wants with impunity and that there will be no resistance. That's what I think, you know, the point of it is. And, and, and I'll tell you what they're doing. I mean, you know, they're, they're committing genocide against the Weirs, I mean, don't even get me started on their atrocities. Mm. Um, but they they want to be able to do whatever they want in whatever atrocious way that that violates human rights and even and even kills people, and they want to do it without any chance of opposition so well, that's their aim you know and their I, aim also is to export that to export that form of government internationally
2: you know what's troubling Reggie in this country, and this has happened over several decades is that we now have a generation coming along that seems to be compliant with this kind of thinking?
9: Well,
1: this this is the thing, is that, um, you know, I mean, I have a, a kid, <laughs> you know, who thinks that, that, that it just totally trusts, I don't know, totally trusts the government, totally, you know, thinks that... Um, you know, that this, all this stuff is this conspiracy. They, they just haven't lived long enough. And they also, you know, they need to take responsibility and look up the atrocities of communism and socialism um, instead of just thinking that they're cool, you know, and that this is a way for everybody to be equal. You know, that's, that's, first of all, that's what they're being taught, which is, which is wrong. That's an anathema. But secondly... We still have a free Internet, and they can look this stuff up. And they have a responsibility as well to educate themselves and not just to uh, accept the party line of whatever their edu- educational um, institution says.
2: Right. You know, they right. need to
1: wake up. The, the woke people need to wake up.
2: Amen. Amen. Reggie, where can we get more information on this? You have a website?
1: Well, I have two websites. So my organization is org. That's org. But in terms of the vaccine passports, we have launched an initiative with some other organizations. And it's called StopVaxPassports.org. Stop V-A-X Passports, all one word, dot org. And we have a petition there. So if you want to register your um, disagreement with this, you can do it almost anonymously. But because of the sensitivity of this issue, we allow people to just put their first name and the, the first letter of the last name and the state. So that your name is not gonna be out there to be tracked. Right. Right? But right. so we ask that you would sign this. Please sign this. Please help us get this petition off the ground. Please share it so that we can stop this from happening in
2: the United States. Reggie Little John, thank you so much for being our guest. Triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. Triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. Are your alarm bells going off this morning? Wanna hear from you. Triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. We're back after the break.
9: This is Frank Effney, host of Secure Freedom Radio. It's your personal daily intelligence briefing about the challenges we face, how they're likely to affect you, and what we can do about them. You can find Secure Freedom Radio here every weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune in to learn from our extraordinary experts what you need to know and will want to share. Join us for Secure Freedom Radio tonight at 11 Eastern, right here on
10: AFR. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Buzz Aldrin is the famed astronaut who planted the American flag on the moon and explored it for some 21 hours. What many don't know, however, is what Mr. Aldrin did to commemorate the moon landing. Aldrin, a committed Christian and elder in his local church, Mark the incredible occasion by celebrating Holy Communion. The first meal ever eaten on the moon was a celebration of the Lord's table, a lunar declaration that Jesus Christ is Lord, Savior, and soon coming King.
9: That is pretty cool. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
0: 83344 Bible that's 83344 Bible
9: 83344 Bible This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Like millions of Americans, I've become a huge fan of Tucker Carlson, his truth-telling monologues and conversations with courageous guests who do the same. Keep hope alive, like the US-sponsored dissidents and defectors Cold War broadcast behind the Iron Curtain. Tucker posted yesterday on his extraordinary new Fox Nation program what I consider to be the most important interview by anyone in memory. I confess to being less than objective as it featured an extremely intimate and deeply moving chat with my cherished friend, John Voigt. For an hour, the Oscar winning actor described an interaction with God that changed his life, an act of humanity that he credits with transforming his career, and the imperative of telling the truth about the enemies, foreign and domestic, seeking the destruction of our country. Please watch and widely share John Voigt at FoxNation.com. This is Frank Gaffney. <laughs> Don't forget
10: to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net Sandy Rios in the
2: morning on American family radio. And welcome back to Sandy Rios in the morning on this Thursday, Fred sitting in for Sandy today. I tell you what, um, been spending some time with regards to Cuba this morning and, uh, I feel for those folks, had the opportunity a few years ago to go down there on a mission trip, got to travel the 400 miles around the island, uh, visiting with small churches there, and found out what communism is all about, the oppression. Uh, There's a degree of religious freedom, but not much. And uh, you find out what socialism is when you go to socialist countries. And so often in this country, unless you've had the opportunity to do that, to go to places like Albania in uh, Eastern Europe or, or countries like Cuba, uh, you find out the reality of what communism is all about, and so much in this country, particularly our young people, have no idea. And then you have groups like Black Lives Matter. There's a story about them this morning, they're critical of the United States and have been praising the Cuban government over the last few days. And they say the the problems in Cuba are the fault of the U.S. government and sanctions that the U.S. government put on Cuba. No, 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 no. The problems in Cuba have to deal with the mentality of the government there. They are communist. They are socialist. They want to keep the people under their thumb. Joe Concha is a a media expert at uh, Fox News. He had this to say about what the Black Lives Matter, basically uh, saying that uh, these Cuban protesters, they don't know what they're doing. And uh, Black Lives Matter offering support for the Cuban government and also praising them for historically granting black revolutionaries asylum. Have a listen to Joe Concha what he had to say. Uh, The mostly peaceful protests from
10: last year that were celebrated by many in the media, that was during pre-vaccine, right? The Summer of Love in 2020. The argument was that the cause spurring the protests was bigger than the threat that the virus caused. You look at the New York Times, July 6, 2020. This headline is amazing. Are protests dangerous? What experts say may depend on who's protesting what. Oh, so it's political. Mm. Public health experts decried the anti-lockdown protests as dangerous gatherings in a pandemic. Health experts seem less comfortable doing so now that the marches are against racism. So we see it, obviously, and you mentioned that great number before from Pew where six in 10 Cuban Americans identify as Republicans. So suddenly COVID is a problem again. And then look, Reuters last year, and you brought up one headline, I'll give you another, despite Trump's law and order, scare quotes, rhetoric, protesters won't back down. Here's what they say in the story, guys. The demonstrations were largely peaceful, but anger boiled over some protests as protesters clashed with police and stores were looted or set on fire. There is no mention of police injuries there's no mention of the amount of damage done to businesses which declined into the billions so trust me if this was a Black Lives Matter protest in South Florida Mm -hmm. rest assured there would be zero concern over a possible COVID outbreak based on the president and based on the politics guys
2: no surprise there Black Lives Matter the mainstream media uh, you know the the contradictions uh, in value system are absolutely incredible Black Lives Matter praising The Cuban Cuban dictatorship government. And also finding fault with the protesters because, uh, hey, there's COVID going on down there and they're being dangerous. And Reuters News basically also criticizing the Cuban protesters. But Reuters and Black Lives Matter, of course, last year during those protests, hey, they could get out there on the street, shoulder to shoulder, looting, setting fires, attacking police officers. And Black Lives Matter, no problem with that. Reuters News and other news agencies. I'll never forget that uh, CNN shot. There was a CNN reporter standing out in, in, in I think this was in Minneapolis, <laughs> saying mostly peaceful protests and buildings were burning behind him. Um, you know, integrity, forget about it, our mainstream media. All right, let's go to our phones real quick. And let's head the, this morning first to Mississippi And Haywood is on the line. Haywood, go ahead, please.
4: Yes, good morning, and thank you so much for bringing this to the forefront before we lose our beloved republic. Mm. I believe all these things can be tied in. The vaccine passport that's about to be forced on us, and rest assured it's coming. And this deal about using the, the military to transport these illegal aliens and Black Lives Matter, all these things are part of a Marxist movement in this country to overthrow this country and that's what it is it is an overthrow of our freedom especially freedom of religion and if American people don't wake up we're going to wake up one day as Ronald Reagan said in the communist nation and I, I implore and I pray that all Americans would understand the threat that this poses to our beloved republic. Think about our grandchildren that are going to inherit this massive, massive horror and the economic stress that's being put upon them because of our great debt. We've we've got to stand up. We've got to do something. Edmund Burke said it best. For evil to flourish, only thing that has to happen is for good men to be silent. And I pray that all good men and women of good faith in this country would stand up and we've got to do something. And that's, that's all I got to say,
2: and thank you. Heywood. You know, <laughs> yeah, Heywood. there said, you got to do something. That reminds me of what uh, Sandy's intro to her program every morning says, stand up, speak up, do something. More and more, I thank, thank God for networks like this one, American Family Radio, other conservative news outlets that are bringing the truth. You know, I was listening to a commentary this morning with regards to this was regards to critical race theory in our schools in a very strange way the pandemic was somewhat of a blessing last year in that parents when their kids were forced to stay at home and learn from home many parents found out what their kids were being taught because they were standing over the shoulder of their kids as they were hooked up by video to the teacher sitting in a classroom or a room somewhere and they found out what their kids were being taught. And they said, what is going on here? I did not know this. And now they're speaking up. You know, an informed electorate will act. And the electorate is being informed right now. And uh, I'm with our, our, our caller there, that okay, now you have the information, now you have an obligation to do something with it. All right, we say good morning to Lori in Oklahoma. Go ahead, Lori.
8: Good morning. Thank you. You know, as I listened to you this morning, it is so obvious that who the author of the confusion is and why there are so many people who are completely and totally confused and can't differentiate between good and evil, Hmm. like a CNN reporter reporting it's a peaceful protest when the world is burning down behind him. But as I was listening to you interview the previous guest and uh, talk about her websites, And I think you had posed the question, um, you know, what is the point? Well, if they're monitoring everything that we do, as she said they do in China, and they have facial recognition, and they know everyone you're with, you lose your free will. Yes. And free will is a gift that God gave us. And they want to take away everything good that God has given us, so that we are so deceived that we'd be dumb enough to hail the Antichrist. But as you guys talk about this, and I am so completely and utterly thankful or this news station and and the talk radio and the people that you bring forth. But 30 years ago, I wandered into a church on the island of Oahu. I was stationed there with my family, and I listened to a young man teach um, and give a little bit of a lecture, and I could not really wrap my head around then what the things that he was saying. I don't think I was quite ready for it, but I look back now, and everything that he taught about. Is, is like coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called In Route to Global Occupation where he said there are organizations out there that are trying to get rid of our constitution, that are trying to take away our rights to bear arms. They're trying to take away the society that we understand it. And he basically said that he never went looking for this, but as a born again believer working in the government in the state that he was from, that um, stuff started getting exposed to him. And he just began to pray about it, like, Lord, why are you showing me this? That's what we need to do. We we have people like you guys and like this young woman that was speaking earlier, trying to show us things so that we won't be woke, so that we will wake up and stop drinking the Kool-Aid. This stuff has been going on in the schools for a long, long time. But the people brave, like you guys, who have been willing to come forth and tell it, have been ostracized made a name called, and people are now beginning to see things that you guys have been seeing with clear eyes for a long time. We've got to do something. We can't keep sleeping.
2: Amen. Lori, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, and, uh, you know, I, I if I had a chance to talk to you a little bit more, we got a lot of calls this morning. Uh, I, I bet you that young man in that church was talking about biblical prophecy, because we've been warned about this for a long time, that this kind of moving away from the authority of Scripture— uh, moving towards the wisdom of a man, which, of course, is foolishness in God's sight. And uh, I often tell people, you know, uh, we're living in a Romans 1 world, folks. That's where we are right now. And some people, and, and, and I'm talking to people in the Christian community many times, say, well, oh, well, uh, we'll wait for Jesus to come. Yeah, I'm anxious for Jesus to come, too. But in the meantime, we are to stand up and fight. We are to go out there and declare the truth. And I get a little frustrated with pastors who say, well, I don't want to get political. Well, as a result of that attitude is why we have abortion on demand today in this country, because pastors were afraid to talk about this from the pulpit. I don't want to be political. Folks, this is not a political issue. This is a biblical issue. Truth is a biblical issue. Freedom is a biblical issue. It's the foundation upon which this country was built. And we have a political party in this country right now that wants to tear down that foundation and put a foundation up that looks very much like China, as our previous guest said. To Ohio. David, good morning. Go ahead.
6: Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, I have a question. Well, I'm actually trying to connect the dots on, on something. Um, I'm looking at the, the vaccine and the, the big push to get everybody to take it, mm-hmm. and I looked into uh, looked into some of the back research um, Moderna had done. They had tried to get a messenger RNA um, drug on the market two times. They went through trials in 2005 and in 2012. In 2005, they failed on animal damage that was done. 2012, the animals in their study were it was a 100% kill rate. Um, so what we have now is a messenger RNA that can kill, uh, you know, this in this particular study. And I'm wondering if we have a vaccine that was built for a virus or if we have a virus that was built for a vaccine. Well, and I'm looking at yeah, the crazy Dave, amount of trying to get in your arm.
2: Yeah. I tell you what, uh, David, that is a good question. And, If we had a government of the day that was really interested in finding that out, there would be a full investigation. And the nonsense to depend on the World Health Organization to carry out the investigation. I mean, that's like uh, asking the arsonist to investigate the fire that he started. So that's crazy. But unfortunately, we have a government right now, a national government, a federal government, uh, that is not, I think, willing to get at the truth because the truth, I believe, is out there and we need to find out what it is so this kind of thing never happens again. All right. I think we have time for one more call very quickly uh, to uh, Jeremy in Georgia. Jeremy, go ahead. You have about 30 seconds, sir. All
6: right. I think the sister that was in Hawaii for kind of reiterating what I was coming on to say, we've known this for years, Uh that the uh, education system was getting pushed toward communism, that the American government was doing their best to implement the Chinese style of tracking and uh, control of people's lives. And so, you know, I just want, please, we got to be waking up, man. The Lord is not, He's not called us to weakness. You look at what David Barton teaches about our founding fathers, and it wasn't just secular, man. Those guys had some of the most powerful people the most powerful men of God because they had the word of God and that's where our power comes from. Amen.
2: Amen, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, If you didn't hear the interview this morning, uh, we'll have it on uh, our podcast for this show today. Our our guest was Reggie Littlejohn. Uh, She's an expert on China and she was talking about the Chinese social credit system and her point is that if we allow this vaccine passport in this country, It'll accomplish what the Chinese have done in their country and it's take away freedom. Great to be with you today. Um, Always a pleasure, always a blessing. And as I say, always uh, go out there and be a blessing to someone else today. Get the truth out there. Do your part, folks. Bye for
3: now.
9: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast